When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. This is Series 0, Episode 0, your introduction to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Robinson, and with me today is our regular Jack Tate. We'll be talking about the Swansea game in brief, but first, let's introduce ourselves and welcome you to our new podcast in 2016. Hello and welcome to Series 0, Episode 0 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. This is our introduction. We'll be discussing a win, yes, a win over Swansea City. But first, I'm Harry Robinson and with me is our regular Jack Tate. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, Harry. Hi, everyone out there. Just a quick intro about me. Uh, So my name's Jack. I'm a huge Manchester United fan. Me me and Harry work together on a blog. and We really enjoy writing about United and we think this would be a really good way of interacting with you guys a little bit more, making it a little bit more fun. Uh, and every week we're going to have guests on, so there will be three of us normally, but that third person will rotate every week so we keep it keep it a bit different. Uh, and if you do have any ideas about maybe what you want us to do or talk about or if you have anyone that you think would be a good guest or if you want to be a guest, feel free to send me a message on Twitter. My Twitter is at UTDTate. I'm sure Harry will put it in the uh, the description or on you can find it on our Twitter page. Uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this. Yeah, I can only reiterate what he said. So we both work together on Manchester United Vavil. Uh, Vavil UK is a, uh, it's called the International Sports Newspaper, if you're going to be proper. And, um, we're both on the Manchester United section. And as Jack said, um, this is a way of interacting with you a bit more, making it more fun. So he's on Twitter at UTD Tate. I'm on Twitter at HarryRobinson64. And you can find the podcast itself on Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod P O D. Um, that's a quick introduction about ourselves. So, as Jack said, guest every week if we can. So, there'll usually be three of us. And do tweet either of us or the podcast at UTD Weekly Pod with any suggestions or if you want to be a guest and get following that because that's what we need to do. So, moving on to the Swansea game, briefly before we end this short episode, it was it was a strange feeling after that to, I, I didn't quite know how to react to a win. After eight consecutive games in all competitions yeah. without a win, United won a goal from Anthony Martial and Wayne Rooney with a delicious flick past Fabianski. Uh, overall uh, conclusion on that game, Jack? I thought, I thought it was a strange one, really, especially the first half. You know, we, we started the game pretty well. We looked like we were 
building on what we did at Chelsea, where we played a lot more attacking. Okay, we ended up not winning the game; it was still a nil-nil draw. But we played probably our, the best we played since we played Everton away and won three-nil. And the the first five or ten minutes, we looked pretty good. You know, Rooney had a chance um, that he could have put away. Maybe should have squared it to Martial. But you know, we looked pretty good. We were on the front foot, and then we just we just seemed to stall completely. I mean, it went back to the you know the boring United really of this season. The backward sideways passing. We didn't look like creating any chances at all. Um, Ashley Young looked pretty good down the right flank, but when he put balls in the box, Swansea just filled their penalty area with defenders and we could not create anything. And then the second half, it was just that goal. You could, you could see the relief in everyone when we scored that goal, you know, and it changed the game completely. We became so much quicker going forward. Marshall was causing, uh, Rangel so many problems on the, on our left flank. Him and, uh, and, and Rooney were linking up brilliantly. You know, there was the, um, opportunity a few minutes before Rooney's second, before Rooney's goal when they played a delightful one two and Martial pretty should have used his left foot. And then when that goal went in, oh, I don't know about you, but I was just thinking we're never going to win a game again. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, as, as you say, the first 10 minutes or so was good. And we've seen that quite a lot this season where we've started really well and everyone thought, is this the new United? Is he, uh, letting them go do their own thing, attack? Um, and then we, we just sort of stopped, stopped going for it. And Ashley Young still, I, I'm, no one really knows what position he was playing at. He was supposedly <laughs> right wing back, but he seemed to be next to Rangel in the, next to the penalty area the whole time. And he was the only outlet for us, crossing it in every time. And Rooney sort of lacking confidence a bit in the first half. And then moving on to Rooney, ah, oh, what a brilliant goal. To, yeah. to stop her, I think I think he had a run of 553 minutes without a goal. And all competitions, I mean, he's got that hat-trick in the Champions League. But aside from that, it's been uninspiring this season. Yeah, I saw something a little bit different in him against Chelsea as well. I mean, OK, like I said, we didn't end up winning winning the game. We didn't score any goals. But Rooney, just, there was just something about him that looked different. He looked like the old Wayne Rooney. You know what really, this is going to sound like a really small thing, but what really showed it to me was... The strike from sort of 20, 25 yards out in the first half. Yes. Um, and exactly. it, it sounds, sounds like a really small thing, but Wayne Rooney this season has not looked like ever think, even thinking about doing that. Whereas Wayne Rooney of four or five years ago, he took, he got the ball in the half term 20 yards out. And the first thing in his, in his mind was, I want to get a shot on goal. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because he was dropped against Stoke on Boxing Day and Van Hal after he scored against Swansea said it was all down to being rested, which is odd because Rooney does have the attitude where if you drop him, he you get a response out of him. And Ferguson utilised that often uh, in his yeah. last few years, like against Real Madrid in the Champions League. And Rooney was furious and supposedly yeah. handed in a transfer request. But he also started playing better. And that's happened with Van Gaal and he's refusing to acknowledge he's done it. But it's worked. And as you say, Rooney against Chelsea looked much better, even if his first touch let him down. But, yeah, and I think I think for me that's the, that's the main thing with Rooney this season. I think you know his part, his weight of pass, his vision is still there when when he can get the ball under control. But his first touch has just deserted him so often, and and it's his pace as well. I don't know where his pace has gone. I think it, whether it's you know maybe a couple of years playing in teams that play slower possession football rather than sort of the the fast or swashbuckling style we had under Ferguson, but. Something has happened and Rooney has just lost all of his pace and he keeps trying to play as if he still does have that pace. And now, in the last couple of games, he's started to realise, actually, maybe he needs to change it up a little bit. And it's started to work. All right, his first touch, as you say, let him down a few times against Chelsea and against Swansea. 
that's going to happen as a front man. You know, you're not every single ball is going to be able to stick to you. But what he did a lot better was he picked up a lot more balls in the half turn and he started running at people again. And, but instead of trying to just blast past them with pace, you know, he was trying to play one twos with Martial, especially their link up looked really good. And that is something that I want to see in 2016 is that link up becoming a lot, a lot better. Yeah, because you've written an article about how Martial shouldn't be played up front by himself. And yeah. with Rooney, he does have a good connection, even if we haven't seen it that much this season, because Martial's young, getting used to it. Even if he's started well, he's still there is still signs that he, he's a new young player. Absolutely. And we can't we you know we can't rely on everything on a on a 20-year-old with, you know, two or three seasons experience who's just you know getting used to a new league. And I think that article actually I think highlights it quite well in that when Martial does play up front, because he's, he wants to get on the ball so much, which is brilliant, because he is without doubt our most dangerous player going forward, and he gives defenders nightmares when he's on the ball. When he plays up front on his own, like he did against Stoke, especially like in the first half, when he goes out wide and maybe comes deeper looking for the ball, we have absolutely no one who's making those runs into the box, because none of our midfielders make forward runs, like go past the front man. And when we literally don't have a front man, when Martial goes looking for the ball, and so he gets past players, he looks up into the box, and there's just absolutely no one ready to take the chance. Yeah, they're, they're, some fans at the moment having called for Martial to start up front ahead of Rooney, who was in form at the time, i.e. I, when Rooney was playing up front in the Champions League when we were crashing out of it appallingly. Yeah. And now they're realising that maybe he can be used much more effectively on the left because... As we saw yesterday and against Chelsea and against Stoke, he comes in from the left-hand side. Yeah. Comes in and absolutely tears people apart. I mean, Branislav Savovanovic was being torn apart for the whole game until Martial yeah. came yeah. off. And I think some people are realising that either he has to be played up with Rooney, like you say, or he has to be played on that left flank where he can come inside. And it would be like Eden Hazard did last season when he was in great form where he wins yeah. a huge amount of penalties because he's forcing defenders to trip him over in the box. Yeah, exactly. And the, the good thing about Martial starting on the left is he is inevitably going to go roaming and looking for the ball. But when he starts on the left and does it, it's effective because then, you know, it makes the fullbacks want to do I go with him? Do I stay out wide and watch the fullback for the overlap? Or do they, does he follow Martial the whole way? And that's really good because then the over, the fullback can still overlap. So we don't lose width on that side. And it's another body in the center of, of play. So if we do then spray the ball out wide, like what happened for Martial's goal, Martial is then in the box and we have another body and we don't rely just solely on Rooney or whoever is playing up front to score the goals. So hopefully this can be a, a starting point for 2016. Uh, we definitely need one. Um, yeah, absolutely. At the moment, we're fifth depending on results. Two points behind Tottenham. If they win their game in hand, that'll be five, which is a big amount. But given the inconsistency in the Premier League this season, it's very doable. And there is, if if we do go on a run, and I don't think we, we are going to win the league or anything, but there, if we do go on a run, that title challenge becomes not one which we're completely involved in, but one which we're near to. And I think we need to go on that big run of games. And now we've got the FA Cup against Sheffield United where we, we do need an FA Cup win. It's been yeah. 11 years. I mean, I I vaguely remember the last time we won the FA Cup, which is ridiculous. So against Sheffield United, would you play a similar team or rest people given we have Newcastle um, the Tuesday or Wednesday after? I mean, I, th I think some rotation obviously is probably going to be needed, but... I don't think it should be sort of in the sort of Capital One Cup style mindset. Um, you know, we fell foul of that 
quite spectacularly against MK Dons last season. And we need to not repeat that. As you said, it's been far too long since we've won the FA Cup. And to all intents and purposes, this is our best shot at winning a trophy probably this season. Um, Because whether you agree with it or not, I can't see us taking the Europa League as seriously as we would take the Champions League. I don't think we're in a position... Perhaps we may go on a run and get closer to the title challenges, but I don't think we are title challenges. And so then the FA Cup, we do need to take it seriously. I think against Sheffield United, we probably can afford to drop a rest, maybe one or two um, of our key players who haven't had much of a rest. But I think we do need to be taking that seriously. And going facing these sort of lesser teams, so to speak, in lower leagues, in the FA Cup, actually is some of the hardest draws. You know, I remember last year we had drew Cambridge and they took us to a replay. We struggled to get past Yeovil um, and Preston weren't an easy team either to get past. Uh, and so, you know, I think, I think we do need to be taking it seriously and against Sheffield United, maybe one or two rotations, but nothing major. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, it's been a short episode, uh, deliberately. So, I mean, you can hear from what we're saying, we could go on for another two hours or something. <laughs> um, this is Manchester United weekly podcast. Um, we will be having an episode a week generally released after the weekend games and in between or on the day of midweek games. Um, so we'll be recording on a Monday or Tuesday with me, Harry Robinson and Jack Tate and usually a guest. Uh, a reminder of your Twitter handle, Jack. Uh, it's at UTD Tate. Tate is T-A-I-T. Feel free to tweet me or message me anything you want about the pod, any ideas you have on what I've said, any thoughts, or any if you have any ideas for guests or you want to be a guest yourself, please feel free to at me or message me whenever you like. And thank you guys. And my Twitter handle is at HarryRobinson64. And the Twitter handle for the podcast itself is at UTD Weekly Pod P-O-D. Give that a follow. When you've listened to this, please, please share it with your friends, any other United fans, on Twitter, on Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank Remember you. to share. And one last thing. Our intro and outro music is done by a Stockport band. They're called No Hot Ashes. Um, you can find them on Spotify and on Facebook. Uh, give them a listen. They're great. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Maybe if I wake up in the morning, it's said to feel better. I feel better, I feel better Maybe if I wake up in the morning it's said to feel better I feel better, I feel better I feel better Maybe if I wake up in the morning It's just feel better
Network.